Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is a podcast for Home Field Advantage. I'm your host back again, Mike Lavelle. Um, here to just talk another week of sports. I didn't think the offseason was going to be this crazy, but it went crazy really fast. So I had to hurry up and do a podcast, man. And to join me, I had to grab a new person to the get to the show. Um, I always try to get people who I respect their NBA opinion. Unfortunately, uh, on social media, it's a lot of trolls and dummies when it comes to basketball. But this guy right here, man, saw him on social media talking basketball. I was like, I respect his opinion. May not always agree, but like I was like, oh, okay, cool. I got one. So I had to bring him on the show, man. Introduce it to the show for the first time. Brandon Grind. What up, why? Hey, thanks, man. Uh, thanks for having me, too. Appreciate it. BG. <laughs> <laughs> BG. All right, man. Um, We're going to get this started, man. Um, We always start our show with a got beef segment or where we go on our ranch just to cleanse ourselves so we can talk a little basketball. First rant I have, you know, um, I, I didn't know what I was going to rant about today. I didn't know if I was going to talk about – these football players complaining about their contracts that I don't know. They knew what they were signing up for for the last 16 years. I didn't know if I was going to talk about the differences between loneliness and singleness. But then again, I don't know if I want that hate today. (laughs) And lo and behold, a Kardashian gave me something to rant about. Not the girls this time. It was the son. So Rob mm-hmm. Kardashian, BG. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, I was trying to catch up on it. <laughs> yeah, he, he decided to air out his baby mother, former fiance, former love of his life, Black China. Here's my yeah. issue with that. People, when you are in a relationship and it ends, or it doesn't go the way that you planned, can you keep it off the timeline? Keep it off social media. Contrary to popular belief, we don't care that much. On social media, we're going to find something to talk about. We don't have to talk about you. So stop airing out your exes. Because all that tells us is that you're a bad decision maker. Because what Rob came on and decided, oh, I'm going to let the people know who Black China is. Hey, guess what, Rob? We already knew. You didn't. We already saw this coming. You didn't. So you putting this all on social media for us to jump on your side? Nah, bro. We're laughing at you, to be honest, collectively, as a whole. Like, we got jokes for you. And you've become the joke of the day. I know you didn't think it would turn out that way, but that's what happens when you date somebody who showed you who they are and you chose to ignore it. So you're just going to have to lick your wounds 
listen to some Lenny Williams or some other little sad, lonely songs. Get over that heartbreak. Get over that you got played. And get off social media with it. Yeah, yeah, Didn't he he drop some explicit photos of her and things like that, too? He was dropping photos, text messages, screenshots. Like, you could tell he was hurt. Like, I mean, I could see the hurt when you go that crazy. Like, you're yeah. truly hurt. I I just don't get putting it on social media. Like, we're not getting on your side. We just we just think you're stupid. Yeah, nowadays, it's funny because most times, uh, I, I don't mean to generalize, but most times you see, like, they'll say females do that type of stuff. So, oh, yeah. you know, him doing that, <laughs> he, showed, he showed his true colors while he thought he was showing hers. But, I mean... Uh, foolishness, you know, stupid, but exactly. I'm not surprised coming from any Kardashian anyway. <laughs> Man, you hit the nail on the head. Trying to expose somebody else, you end up showing your true colors. Yeah. Just showed us you. You didn't show us the other person. Like I said, we knew who she was. You just showed us who you are. Yeah. So people yeah. keep that off. And one more thing to end my rant. Y'all chill out with these relationship goals. Y'all thought that this was relationship goals about five months ago, and now all of a sudden it done went bad, and now your relationship goals are shot. <laughs> yeah, stop. <laughs> On social media, people that are relationships show you what they want you to see. That's it. They don't show you all the rough patches and all that stuff. I've been married for eight years. I hit rough patches. You don't see me putting it on timeline. That's the truth. That is the truth. <laughs> I ain't putting it on the Man. timeline. It ain't for y'all. But I also ain't going to fake like everything perfect. So stop. Stop <laughs> idolizing these relationships. Just stop. Stop. Yep. Before you end up loving a Kardashian relationship. Who <laughs> should be ashamed of yeah. yourself. All right, man, so I had to get off that, man. But you got a rant you want to go on. I want to hear it. Yeah, so legit, yesterday I had this conversation with my dad. Um, so I don't I don't live in Philly, but I live close enough. So the Philly area, they're having um, tomorrow, I believe it's not tomorrow, um, next Sunday, the, the Big Three, which is the new basketball league for Ice Cube. They're coming through, um, and it's going to be – I, I don't even know how many games the tickets are tickets are reasonably priced and everything, but my whole thing with that whole league, I don't know if, if like some of your listeners are going to be old enough to remember, they used to have a legends all-star game for the NBA all-star weekend. And what it was, was yeah, like old retired basketball players, former NBA players. And part of the reason why that le- they, they canceled that game was one, due to injuries, because, you know, these guys are older. They, they're retired, may not play, except for when that game comes around. Who knows? I don't know what these players do with their, um, you know, in their private time once they're retired. But clearly from watching those games, dudes weren't playing. So this big three reminds me of that. I mean, they're trying to give it a little pizzazz and all that, and, you know, make it real nice. But it's old retired guys. AI looked average to horrible yeah. uh, his first appearance. <laughs> and yeah, it, that's my thing. I don't want to see my fi- former favorite players 
looking terrible playing basketball when they're out of shape and, you know, past their, their time. Like, AI is in his 40s. I mean, Kobe's, what, 38, 39? Yeah. And AI was 21, so he's in his 40s trying to play basketball again. So Thanks. I just <laughs> I, I, I think it's a, it's a great concept but to get these dudes when they're that much, you know, out of the, that much out of their prime and past the time that they were in the NBA is kind of crazy to me. I, I like the idea, but I, I don't know if I could get behind it. So I, I just kind of had to. I know it's a lot of guys. They're like, "Oh, this is real cool. We get to see AI again." I'd rather remember the AI from 2000, uh, the 2000 finals, stepping over Ty- Tyron yeah. Lue, than <laughs> than AI. Could barely get get any lift on his jump shot, trying to you know get it for shot, and the crowd goes wild because he hit one shot. You know, uh, that was my 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 one rant. The other one now, boy, look, Gordon Hayward was the I guess the the premier free agent this time around. Which okay, he's got talent. You know, six eight, he can shoot, he can do a little bit of everything. But man, when they tried to, I guess he tried to pull a LeBron and have like a decision and flip flopping and. Oh, he, yeah. He, yeah, it was like some stuff on Twitter about him going to the Heat, and then it was, oh, he's going to the Celtics, and then, oh, wait, he hasn't made up his mind yet, and now he is going to the Celtics. I was about tired of him by the time it was over. And I don't know if it was his fault, his agent, or whatever, but I said, man, it's corny. Look, you ain't even that big. Make your decision and keep it moving. <laughs> so <laughs> I just, I could I had to get that off my chest, man. I couldn't take it. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I did see where he was like, um, his agent was like, we're upset that this news has come out. It's incorrect. I was like, dude, you go to Hayward. You played in Utah. Like, stop. Exactly. <laughs> I just, I don't even under, uh, personally, I think he averaged like, I, I don't, maybe I'm wrong. I can't remember if they said, if I saw that he, I know he has like a career average of 16 points a game. And maybe last year it was a little bit higher, but. This yeah, guy, this year. is the premier free agent. Yeah, last year I think he, I think he jumped up to twenty-two points a game, like five rebounds. Okay. Like he had a solid okay. year, but you that's know. impressive. I mean, that's impressive, but not 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 to get the the fake LeBron hype that he was trying to get from this free agency. At exactly. least in my eyes, I mean, I, I could be wrong, but no, you're not wrong. I, I couldn't at all. take it. <laughs> You're not wrong at all, at all. Like, we didn't want to see all this hoopla about Gordon Hayward. To be honest, I thought he was going to make his decision in quiet and, and, you know, move on about his business like Paul Millsap did. Signed his contract, said, thank you, Atlanta, and kept it moving. Gordon Hayward has been this big hoopla, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yep, exactly how I felt. I'm just waiting exactly. for all the Boston fans to talk about this, the future Larry Bird. I'm just waiting. <laughs> yeah, I, man, listen, if they do any of that, they deserve to either, one, get their NBA TV uh, privileges revoked, or they might just have to stop watching the NBA in general because there, there's no comparison. It's not even close. Uh-oh. I mean, maybe because maybe, maybe he's 6'8 and Larry Bird was 6'9. That's about it. Yeah, height, skin complexion. That's it. That's pretty much where that stops. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it ends right there. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on that. Excellent rants. And that leads us right into our main topic. We're going to talk about a lot of these off-season moves. We'll let you know if we uh, like them, hate them, or if we just don't understand. So, you know, 
let's start off with Gordon Hayward. We're just talking about him. He just signed a four-year, $128 million deal with the Boston Celtics, leaving Utah. Do you like it, hate it? You don't get it. Um, On that one, I actually am lukewarm. I'm right in the middle. I don't hate it. As far as them being the winners of, the, of this particular offseason, I, I can't even say that they're the winners because there's some other moves. I know we're going to talk about those in, in a little bit. But um, as far as this, the actual free agents, I guess they won. So I, I'm, I'm saying lukewarm, and the reason is I still don't think it's enough to, for them to beat the Cavs, and I thought that that was their ultimate goal. So Exactly. It, 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 you know, it wasn't, they, they didn't take a step back by signing him. I'll put it that way. So... They definitely didn't take a step back. And to be honest, they're probably one of the deepest teams in the NBA just because of all these young picks. And, you know, they got they got young talent that's only been in the league for one, two, three years. Yeah. I don't know if you caught the uh, any of the summer league game, but the, the boy uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen yeah. Brown too, but really Jason Tatum looked great. And I made a post the other day. Now, of course, there's only, you know, one game, but he may be the steal of the draft, and it's weird to say that because he was the third pick. Yeah. But he, he, looked, he looked amazing. Like, um, so. I was a person that I liked Jalen Brown, who was drafted last year for Boston. I thought he did a pretty good in, job in the playoffs, you know, off the bench. And I was expecting to see him. And then when I saw Tatum mm. in Summer League, I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, might take your spot, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. Just might yeah, take they your got, spot. Now they my got, they only got, issue, they did good. Say that again. No, I just said they did they did good with their uh, draft picks the last two years now. Yeah. Um my only issue with uh Boston Celtics and this deal is because it's a max deal and you know you already have Al Horford <laughs> on the max deal, you now have to get rid of pieces that helped you last year. So mm. one person of either Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley, uh, Marcus Smart, like one of them got to go. Cause mm. It's just not enough mm-hmm. money. Yeah. And they already let Amir Johnson go. Yeah. I Kinda mean, people lady. may not appreciate it. Oh, yeah, that one hurts. That one hurts. Uh, Olenek came out and balled for them in the playoffs. Facts. I think, and at his size, with his shooting ability, and he also, uh, I remember hearing that he used to play like point guard when he was in, I think, high school. And then he, it's, it's, you know, it's not really, um, what's the word? But it's not really broadcast that much. But like the same way Anthony Davis had that tremendous growth spurt in high school, Kelly Olynyk did the same thing. That's why he has such good ball skills. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, that. That, yeah, man, that's that's a player I would have wanted to keep out of the rest of them. The seven footers, skilled seven footers in the NBA now, they're the the big thing, you know. Right. So I would have kept him, but that's, they they got to let him go to get a to get the next Larry Bird. Air quotes on that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the craziest part is, all right, let's say you try to get rid of Jay Crowder. To me, you need Drake Jay Crowder if you're gonna have any chance to get past the Cavs. The reason being is mm-hmm. nobody can stop LeBron on your team. Nobody. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Jay Crowder can at least be physical with LeBron and try to wear him down or make him work hard. You get rid of Jay Crowder, 
LeBron gonna have a field day, which he already had a field day with y'all anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I saw too uh somebody was mentioning they may have to get rid of Avery Bradley. They lose both Bradley and Crowder. Now some people will say like those are role players, but both of them play tough defense. Oh man. You lose both of them, that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Avery Bradley's almost like Tony Allen. Like he's garnered the reputation. He's lived up to it. Like he knows he can play hard, knows defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's and and he got some offense with him too. I mean, they when uh, it went out that I think they won game two, and he or or maybe three, whatever game they won, and he yeah. he balled out. Um, I remember Marcus Smart did. But I'm I'm not. What are your thoughts on Marcus Smart? I'm not sold on him. Um, I really liked him coming out of Oregon State, um, but he hasn't matured. He hasn't grown. But I like yeah. players like Marcus Smart who goes out there and you can tell him what to do. He has the talent to do it. He just doesn't have the focus. Um, I don't know mm. if you remember last year, one of, you know, coming from Atlanta, Al Horford went over there, and I told all Celtics fans, he's going to be a great piece. But if you need him to rebound, you can kill all that. Mm. He's not going to do it. Yeah. And I don't know if yeah. you remember seeing last year, Marcus Smart actually had to start – blocking out Tristan Thompson on the block to try to get rebounds. Like, I like that from somebody of his stature. I think he's 6'4". But mm. he just hasn't grown. And he's been in the league, what, three years? Maybe going on four? Yeah, I think this 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 year will be four, I believe. He hasn't shown oh, us anything. Crazy. Yeah. That, that's exactly why I'm not sold on him. I don't see that he's progressed much. And he's been getting a lot of playing time. At some point, you've got to show some type of growth in your game. Exactly. So I don't know what they do, um, but I do think the Gordon Hayward move was a good move. I do like the move. Um, It's just what are they going to do after this? Because to be honest, they Mm -hmm. need a rim protector. They need a rebounder um, to, to either take some minutes from Al Horford or to play with Al. Yeah, did you hear um uh they were talking about Celtics targeting Marcus Gasol as a trade. I saw that and I love it. Yeah, now I love it. That <laughs> I think that puts them immediately in contender status. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Cuz here's what I told somebody and I've said this on this podcast. If you look at what Atlanta did last year in signing Dwight Howard, everybody said they didn't understand it. I understood it. Because you need a big man if you want to contend with uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers because that's the one thing they don't have. And if, yep. you let, if you let Trisha Thompson get all these offensive rebounds and all that stuff, you're going to lose and you're going to get blown out. Yep. And you saw that with Golden State. They pretty much had a handle on him on the boards. And mm. you know, yeah, Trisha yeah. Thompson had a tough time. So they put in Mark Gasol. That's going to be nasty, bro. Mm, mm, mm. And he can pass the ball. He can shoot threes. Uh, he's a he's a rim protector. Although he doesn't jump very high, he's not super athletic. But you know, he's he does it all, and he's he's one of the top centers in the NBA. Absolutely, almost a throwback too, because he still has some you know back to the basket moves and things like that. Yep. And even last year, he extended out to the three point line and hit it pretty effectively. Yeah. 
So I do like that. It will be interesting to see if they could get Mark Gasol, which it's possible because, you know, you dangle Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley, and like maybe a first-round pick. Maybe not the Nets pick, but. <laughs> yeah, they got to hold that one. Yeah. You might be able to hold on to the Nets. Or maybe you could trade Jay Crowder, another bench player, and then Nets pick. You got the tools you, to get them. Do you think the Celtics hold on need to hold on to both uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum at this point? Oh, good question. I don't know. I really like <laughs> Jalen Brown, and I didn't like him last year. I didn't like him coming mm. out of college. Uh, I just thought he was just athletic. He proved me wrong mm. last year. Like, he showed growth in his first year. Jason Tatum has all the tools to become, I don't know, man. He he looked <laughs> like he has all the tools to become a Clay Thompson without the three-point shot. Mm, mm. My, my, I know, you know, my nervousness with him is he came from Duke. And for whatever reason, Duke players mostly don't do well in the NBA, whether it's due to injury or they don't, you know, they don't pan out. So, I hope, uh, for his sake, I hope that, you know, he, he exceeds those uh, limitations or whatever you want to call it. But, you, I, like I said, I was, I'm was i a North Carolina fan, so I hate Duke in general. But I was, thir- <laughs> I was thoroughly impressed with him watching that summer league game. I, I did, and I didn't know he was that athletic, too. I, he had a, a, his one dunk came down a lane, one hand, um, almost like a tomahawk. Yeah. Um, I am a Duke fan. And I can oh, admit man. that you are correct. <laughs> I can admit you are correct. Like no no Duke person really has success in the NBA outside of maybe three or four players. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And for them to churn out so much talent, they just they just don't live up to the NBA. So you're right. He you know, that is a hesitation. But if he can grow under um Brad Stevens, who I think is a top five coach, man, I agree. I agree. He might be able to do some damage. Yeah. All right, let's move on to here. another. Let's move on to another move here. Um, Paul George, you know, he he oh, angled man. his way out of up in Indiana. He ended up being traded to Oklahoma City for Oladipo, uh, Sabonis, and a pack of Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Oklahoma City. I mean, what Indiana was man. thinking. But what you think on uh, on that move? You love it, hate it, or you, you don't get it? That I love it. That's an A plus plus move. Uh, there can't be enough pluses, especially for what they gave up. Like you said, a, a stale pack of Skittles at that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they that, that was a great move. Um, Paul George. Now, of course, the the drawback is he may be a one year rental. And yes. as a Lakers fan, I'm definitely hoping he is because you know I want him to come home. But um, for right now. The one thing that they were lacking, the, the huge thing they were lacking, was any type of help for Westbrook. Yeah. Now, Oladipo was supposed to be the help, which I don't, I actually don't, a lot of people didn't like Oladipo last year. I don't fault him because if everybody, if you try to remember, he was supposed to be like a third option because at the time they thought they were still going to keep KD and it was going to be Westbrook, KD, well, KD, Westbrook, and then Oladipo. Okay, yeah. So. Now 
you got stuck with just Oladipo. And I, I, I really like Sabonis. I um I watched him in college. I like he had a nice skill set. But you're just giving up a, a rookie that had a subpar year as a, a starter. I think he started most of the, most of the season. Um, and Oladipo, who looked average at best, and you got a top, easily top 25 player, if not higher. Oh, yeah, easily. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a, so. I, yeah, I love that move. I, I really do. And Paul George is one of my favorite players. Um, I just think uh, I, it's going to be interesting to see how he and uh, Westbrook coexist. That's the one thing that could take away from this offseason move. Right. Exactly. Because the the offense definitely flowed through Paul George in Indiana, and the mm-hmm. offense, of course, goes through Russell Westbrook. And uh, if Paul George can get into the groove as that one B player, man, they're gonna be dangerous together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with you though. A lot of people don't know about Sabonis. I like Sabonis as well. Really talented kid, um, tall, big. Like he's, I think six ten. He has nice size. Like yeah. he can do a little bit of everything. You know, he's just young. And and get yeah. Oladipo. I what. Do you think that this was the best deal that Indiana heard? <laughs> There's no way. I can't imagine that those two players, to get, you know, that, that was the best deal they got. I, I even think, if I remember, I, I don't know if it, you know, I don't know how you would judge this, but I know L.A. offered Julius Randle, Jordan Clarkson, and two first, late, late first-round picks, but still two first-round picks, and um, so those are two, you know, Randall's a starter. I, I don't know uh, if he's a starter on every NBA team, but I do know he's better than Sabonis was last year. Uh, right. Clarkson, I, I'd say, I'm trying not to be the biased Lakers fan, but I, I'd say that he was more productive than uh, Oladipo last year. He was. So at the least, you know, you got two guys that were more productive than the two that they got plus two draft picks. Uh, that's just one of the the um, trades proposed, you know, proposed trades that I know for sure was better than what they got for Paul George. Now, was this so, trade uh, suggested before Paul George came out and said that he didn't want to come back, or after? Um, which one, the uh, the Lakers? Yeah. This was uh, yeah. This was after he said that he went, he was going to L.A. and that he oh. wasn't coming back to Indiana. Indiana stupid. <laughs> I take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you remember the Atlanta Hawks last year at the trade deadline. They offered Indiana four first round picks for Paul George. What? They declined. Well, wow. <laughs> Wow! But, was, now was it just a straight up uh, four picks? Or was there yeah. any other players thrown in? Nah, it was straight up four picks. My four only thing first was round picks. this was this was before he came out and said he didn't want to stay. So I kind of understand Indiana saying no because they were probably harping on trying to see if they could keep him. But gotcha, gotcha. Still, y'all could have had four first round <laughs> picks for Paul George. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um I think I, Indiana offered wow. them three first round picks. I mean not Indiana, um Boston. 
Now, see, I, I could see, I could actually see turning down Boston's first round picks, depending on because Boston has a lot of uh, first round picks from other teams. So it depends on who uh, you know who who those picks belong to, um, record wise. Now, if you're telling me Boston threw in like the Nets pick and or two Nets picks or something like that, and and maybe a Clippers pick, I'm jumping on that on in a heartbeat. Yeah, especially if Paul George said he's leaving. Absolutely. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they ended up on this deal, but Oklahoma City got a robbery. <laughs> Man, they did. Um, hopefully, they bring also, back. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I also heard they're targeting Rudy Gay. I think the holdup is uh, trying to match what he wants. I don't think they have enough cap for it right now. So they may have to make a couple moves or trade a couple guys or something, but they're trying to bring in Rudy Gay also. That would be nice. Um, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Rudy Gay anymore um, mm. just because I, I think the injuries have taken their toll, and I don't know if he's willing to become like a Vince Carter-type player and accept his role. I feel like he still thinks he's a starter mm. or that he's still mm. a number two guy on the team. I think he's three or four. Yeah, it, well, if he goes to Oklahoma City, he's definitely three because he's not a right. he's not an option, you know, a bigger option than either Westbrook or Paul George. No way. No, not at all. I would like to see Oklahoma City keep Andre Roberson. I love that kid's defense. <laughs> I, he just can't hit a free throw <laughs> oh, <laughs> to <man>. save his life. <laughs> yep. Or hit a jumper, or maybe they try to bring back Tabo Cephalosha. They need a guy. I like it. Yeah, I like Cephalosha. I did. So, I I love the move too. Um, it's great for Oklahoma City. I have no idea what Indiana is doing, but if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> Larry Bird left. Right, he left last year. Did was it? Yeah, I knew he. I know he was leaving. I I just wasn't sure of the uh, timetable, but. Yeah, he's done. So maybe that's what what's going on too. Yeah, so, somebody messing up over there. I know Larry Legend yeah. made this deal. I know that much. <laughs> I know that much. Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Man, Sabonis. I, I I like Sabonis. I'm not. I don't like Oladipo at all. Yeah, <laughs> Sabonis and Miles Turner may be pretty nice together. Ooh, um, that could be a good one. Yeah, that that could be nice if Sabonis, you know, comes in the form. But Oladipo, you're not gonna get none out of Oladipo except twelve points and four assists <laughs> a game. Yeah, and one maybe one spectacular dunk attempt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm good. Um, yeah. next move. Chris Paul traded again in his career. Um, he was mm. traded to the Rockets for everybody on the bench. <laughs> I mean, just every bench player in Houston went to the Clippers. Uh, I, I'm going to start with this one. I I don't get this move. I get that you want to become a better team by getting better players. And right now it's like a race to get the best superstar. But I don't know if I want to take the ball out of James Harden hands. He had an MVP season under this system with the ball in his hands. 
I don't know if, and I don't know what Paul uh, Chris Paul looks like without the ball in his hands. So I don't, mm, I, I just yeah. don't get this move. Um, does it make the team better? Yeah, I mean, what did they give up? Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, <laughs> Sam Decker, a cheese sandwich, uh, a French fry, a hot cocoa. Like, and then the first round pick was protected. Like, mm, like mm-hmm. this was the craziest trade ever. But I don't know. That's just my thoughts. I I don't understand it. I don't know how it makes them a team to defend San Antonio or Golden State. Right, right, right. See, for me, I always grade the trades on did you take a step forward, or the trades or offseason moves. Did you take a step forward or did you take a step back? Um, this was like, to me, a kind of a lateral move. Um, yeah. I didn't I didn't feel like, like you said, the biggest thing with this is I don't feel that Chris Paul, per se, really uh, helped them move forward. And I don't see that he, you know, you can't, you get a, a guy like him, a pass first, true point guard. He's not, he's definitely not making you take a step back. But with James Harden having the season he had, and like you said, with him having the ball in his hands so much, it kind of is like, okay, so we just, you know, he just had his best year yet. Now we take, we're taking the ball out of his hands. What's going to happen? So it's kind of like, a, like you said, I, I don't get it either. I'm kind of, it's just I, it didn't make sense. Um, Chris Paul is too great to to hurt you per se, but like I said, having the ball out of James Harden's hands is crazy. Yeah. Oh. Chris Paul and another thing with Chris Paul, he's a smart player. Um, I think he can learn to play without the ball um, and and be that secondary piece. I just don't know if that's what's best on the offensive end is him not having the ball in his hands. Defensively, he automatically upgrades everything. I mean, D'Antoni don't coach defense anyway. So <laughs> having Chris yeah, Paul, yeah. that's a blessing for him. Yeah. So I, but I, I, now I, I I wanted to ask you this, though. Do you feel because some people have said they gave up too much uh, to get Chris Paul? Uh, the reason I, I mentioned that, you know, um, Patrick Beverly, he's a pest on defense. He's, yes. you know, easily a top five defender. Um, he's he's relentless. He, you know, he's pesky. And then you give up Lou Williams, who actually could have been sixth man of the year, except yes. he was on the same team with the other sixth man of the year. Um, and now I don't care so much about Sam Decker. He has he has nice size, but he's. I think this is going to be his third year, and it's time for him to either show what he's going to do, or he may be another um, uh, Marcus Smart. You know, yeah. hasn't really progressed. Yeah. Um, and same thing with the first round pick uh, being protected; they may not even lose it. So we we don't know that. But uh, I don't. I kind of wish if they could have kept the Pat Beverly and had him and Lou Williams off the bench. But I, I mean, you got to give up something to get a Chris Paul, of course. Right. But. I kind of feel like they almost gutted their team to get him. And again, you know, I actually, you know what? <laughs> As I'm thinking about it, I think I don't like the move. I'm going from I don't get it to I don't like it because yeah. you gutted you gutted your team, and then you didn't even move forward at all. So, yeah, it's yeah, like, <laughs> you know, and this is why I like talking to people who understand basketball. The bench is so important to a superstar because they need mm-hmm. the rest. Uh, 
they need to be able to yep. come off the court and for the team to not nosedive, you know, while yep. you're trying to drink some Gatorade. <laughs> so yep. losing, you know, I'm with you on Sam Decker. I actually liked him in Wisconsin. I think he went to Wisconsin. Yeah, um, he did, yep. Yeah, I liked him in Wisconsin. He hasn't showed me anything. I like Harrell. I think he gave you hustle uh, in the paint oh, yeah. and, and three-point shot. Lou Williams, we know what he can do. Sweet Lou. Um, Patrick yeah. Beverly, we know what he can do. Like, that's that's key pieces. So now yeah. all you have is your starters who, I mean, Trevor Reza is still there. Ryan Anderson is still there. Capella is still there. But that's it. Don't have nothing mm. else. So do they still they they still have Eric Gordon? Was he is he? Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know his contract. I don't, that's why I'm wondering. You know, um, you are right. They did keep Eric Gordon. That was good. Uh, yeah, that's that's huge for for them. That's huge. But this last um, year was his first year healthy though. Yeah, yeah. Like did he average what twenty points off the bench or something close like, to it? Yeah, it was it was a crazy number. Like he was jacking <laughs> up like I want to say like six three pointers a game. Well, D'Antoni system. Yeah, exactly. So I'm with you. Do I think they made a good move? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want Chris Paul? I just don't yeah. understand it. Yeah. And you're not yeah. beating San Antonio. And you're definitely not even touching Golden State. You go up against Golden State, that's a sweep. You think they get swept? Yep. Mm. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, I, I can't. You know, I can't argue that because Harden has a tendency to choke, and uh, unfortunately, as much as I like CP3, he kind of disappears too sometimes. Tell the truth, BG. That's what <laughs> I'm talking about. Tell the truth. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess I, I'm. You know what? I'm. A, I'm gonna stamp that. Give that my stamp of approval. Yeah, they get they get swept. If they play Golden State. Yeah. Um. So yeah, me and you on the same page with that one too. Um. Yeah. Let's go to another deal that I thought was interesting. Jeff T. He agreed to a three-year, nearly sixty million dollar deal with the Minnesota Timberwolves. You like it? You hate it? I I love it. The only reason it doesn't get the A plus plus is because um, OKC already got the A plus plus. But that that's an A plus move to me. Um, they, <laughs> I mean, well, look. First off, the Timberwolves get Jimmy Butler for now. I can't say a bag of chips because I I really liked Zach Levine. He was balling last year. I think he was averaging eighteen points a game before. And this is key. Before he tore his ACL, yeah, and that's why, time. yeah, that right there is why the Bulls got a steal to me. Uh, Chris Dunn was terrible. Um, he he didn't live up to any of the hype at all. Um, I, I don't know if you blame the coach and the, the style of play because Chris Dunn is a uh, uh, he's an athlete. He's a run and gun type of point guard. So now you go to this half court offense. I, first off, man, don't even. I, I got to take a second. Just to say, I hate Tim. Uh, I hate Thibodeau's uh, offense. I love his coaching for defense. The offense that they ran for Minnesota is like this half court, slow moving, swing the ball type offense, and that's great if you have an older, less athletic team. When you have a Carl Anthony Towns who can yeah. he can 
grab a rebound and, and, and dribble a ball up the court himself, make a pass. He can go coast to coast and, and take it to the basket. When you have a Andrew Wiggins and a highlight reel, reel in Zach Levine, you let them run. And, yeah, and Rubio. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, you, you let them run. But you take, you know, you take that away and you got them in a half-court offense, it's a completely different game. But that aside, so they acquire Jimmy Butler – which was huge. That was, for, that was so for basically, huge. Man, and, and, and they swapped first-round draft picks. So they really got the steal of the draft um, and, and might have been even the offseason, really, with uh, Jimmy Butler. So now you, you have him. You have your two perimeter defenders. I don't know how many teams in the NBA have two guys that are uh, top perimeter defenders. I'm giving a lot of, a lot of kudos to uh, Andrew Wiggins. And I, I think now with Jimmy Butler, he now can defend the lesser of whoever the uh, Ooh, the other team's yeah. um, you know scoring person, you know their 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 wing player is. Um, and then you got Jimmy Butler, you got Andrew Wiggins, and now you add because I I was a little hesitant, I wasn't sure what they were going to do with Rubio. He's a great point guard, but he cannot score. Um, yeah, and he doesn't have a co- consistent shot. You add Jeff Teague, who's athletic. He's a He's, he, I mean, he's not a, uh, by definition of the word, he's not like a true, true point guard. He's not necessarily pass first, but he can run an offense. I know oh, you know because you, you're an Atlanta fan. Yeah. He definitely can Man. do it, and he's done it. Oh, that, I, I love the move. I love – the Timberwolves are going to make some noise, and they may make the playoffs that may be a higher seed than people think this, this coming year. And I thought it was such a clutch move for – you know, a lot of times we give props to the team, but I thought this was such a clutch move for Jeff T. He was at a point where he goes to the wrong team and he might end up on the bench for the rest of his career or mm. fade into oblivion or mm. be the big man on a team like the Brooklyn Nets and can't live up to the expectations. He went to mm. a perfect team, low pressure. He can – almost operate like he did in Atlanta, kind of low-key, do his job. And if Jeff Cheek just does his job, Minnesota, they can contend for the seven or eight spot. Seventh or eighth, I'm going higher. I'm going five, six. Five, I'm going five, six. I mean, I'm going to always throw this out there. Anytime we're having a discussion, injuries aside, I'm going five, six. Let me think and about I that. Think, Let me think about that. But, hey, listen, they remember they picked up uh, Taj Gibson also. Oh, so they, they got, did. Yeah, they got, oh, and man. so they basically picked up his his uh, his favorite guys, Thibodeau's favorite guys from Chicago, his defensive guys. So you got Towns as a rim protector and rebounder. You got Gibson as a rim protector and rebounder, and you got Wiggins and, and Butler on the wings locking down whoever. And then you got Jeff Teague, and he's not a slouch on defense. He's not a, a lockdown no. defender, but he he can play some defense. So I'm thinking about it. Cat, uh, he he's got an average about at least 19 and 20, which is doable. <sighs> Jimmy yes. Butler got an average uh, 20, 21, which is doable. Mm-hmm. Wiggins can come in and average 18, which is doable. Yeah, you yep. might be right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, mean, I would love to see it. Because with a Thibodeau team, like you said, you don't have to worry about the defense as long as you buy into his system. 
if that offense is there and the ability to create some points and to get to at least, I say if you can get a Thibodeau team to about 95 points night in and night out, you got a chance to win more than half your games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Easily. I think (laughs) – the funny thing is, as you were saying it, I'm thinking 95 in my head also. If they score about 95, they'll they'll be great. 95, 98. You know, that's a win. You know, unfortunately, now we got to ask the question, what about your playoff positioning? And I don't think they're done making moves. Hold on. Really? Hold on. So, yeah, I don't think they're done making moves. Um, I like Mm -hmm. another player on their team. A lot of people don't know him. Uh, Gorgie Dieng. I really like his play. Take less pressure. Um, But I think – um, getting another bench small forward that could just be a defender. Um, I think they're still missing that, but it's a lot of wing defenders out there. Yeah. Now they see. I don't know. I can't remember, or I didn't. Don't know if I saw if Shabazz Muhammad if his contract was up or if they resigned him. What do yeah, you his think about him? Up. Okay, his contract. You think is they up try to. I think they I think he's a restricted free agent and they de- said that they declined offering him a deal. Oh wow. Wow. Okay. Hmm. So I mean I know. Yeah. So I think he actually uh-huh. he actually officially became an unrestricted free agent two days ago. So they pulled their qualifying offer for him. Wow. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So there's still I know well. There's still because I, I was just looking at like the small forwards that were still out there. I haven't heard anything about Jeff Green. Um, mm, that's Luke a good Rick, player. Richard Mba Mute. Um, there was another one. I know Gallinari just signed with the Clippers, but uh, I feel like there was one more decent small forward that's like a three and D guy that was out there. But I, I, man, it slipped. It slipped my mind. But uh, Jeff, can you imagine a, a Jeff Green going there? Uh, I would actually love Jeff Green to go there. I think it's time for Jeff Green to go into uh, career survival mode, what I like to call it. You're not the player Mm. you was anymore. But Mm. if you go to the bench, a la when Jamal Crawford came to Atlanta years ago and came off the bench as a six-man, you can extend your career. Mm. I think if Jeff Green finds a niche as that, Six, seven, eighth man off the bench who can defend multiple positions and give you ten points a night. I think he extends his career. He'll be a great addition in Minnesota. Man, I can see that. I can see that. Do you do you think that this team has potential to be as good or better than the Kevin Garnett Timberwolves that finished first in the West? I think so, man, because I actually have that much faith in Carl Anthony Towns. Um, yeah. I, I liked him the first year. That second year, man, I, would, I just watched him, and I was like, man, the growth in this kid. And if he yeah. grows any more, like, in his <laughs> game, like, he's already, like you said, grabbing a rebound, taking the ball all the way up the court, hitting – Hezzy moves and and popping threes, I'm sitting over here astonished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I gotta tell you this little quick story. Um, so I, I actually watched Carl Towns play in high school. He's from Jersey. 
Uh, he played against my my cousin in high school. My cut my my. I'm gonna give a shout out to my cousin. He um they beat the they beat Carl Towns in the high school cha- state championship for New Jersey. Uh, what was this three years ago now? I guess. But um, when I watched Towns the first time, he was being defended by two kids. Um, one ended up going to Syracuse, Tyler Roberson. He ended okay. up not being that great at Syracuse, but he's about six eight six nine. And the other kid uh, actually plays for uh, South Carolina. They just went to the Final Four this year. Uh, Chris Silva. He's about six nine. Now, the reason I bring up their size and all that, Carl Towns is seven foot. These kids were six nine. They're athletic, and Towns to me he looked almost like a scrub. I mean, they were blocking his shots. He was trying to post them up, and he just didn't have the strength to move them. And he outweighed he outweighed both of them. Um, he's taller than both of them. So I'm looking. I'm like, man, this kid's gonna be terrible. Uh, all this hype about him, and he, you know, he was shooting three, trying to shoot threes. He's not even hitting a lot of threes. Uh, this kid's gonna be terrible. Watch him go to Kentucky. Oh, he's getting all this, the you know, the hoopla because he's at Kentucky. Then mess around, take him as the first pick, and. I'm saying in my head, I remember thinking like Jaleel Okafor should have been the first pick. Towns goes number one, and boy, yeah. I, <laughs> he proved, at least me personally, he proved me way wrong. He looks like the future of the NBA right now. Yeah. So. He proved me wrong, too. <laughs> and Man. I know this is going to be blasphemous because Carl Anthony Towns hasn't accomplished what Anthony Davis has, but with Anthony mm. Davis's injury history – I'll take mm. Anthony Towns right now. Mm. I take actually right now. <laughs> so would I. <laughs> I. The only thing I I, I give over uh, to D- Davis now. See the injuries thing kills him. Yeah. But he on deep. I mean, defensively they're both pretty solid. But Anthony Davis, he this dude could change a game without even scoring. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I, I as much as I, I, I want to agree with you, but I can't give you that one just yet. But he's he's up there. He's up there. I'm with it, and trust me, I rank Anthony Davis top one or two at power four and center uh, in the NBA. Mm. Like he's really that good. Wow. But wow, if if Anthony Davis could stay on the court, I'd love him. But mm. I, I don't. If 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 I'm a New Orleans fan, there's no way I can count on uh, Anthony Davis to play more than 60 games every year. Mm. I just can't. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's true. Uh, he's been in the league, what, four or five years now, and he hasn't played 80 games yet? Oh, or even, that's tough. Has he even played 70? I think he played 70 last year. I have to go and check, but I think he actually played 70 last year. Um, mm. Because I know last year okay. was his most healthy, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, okay. So, um, actually, last year, he did. He played 75 games. Um, okay, before okay. That, so. Before that, he was still hovering in the 60s. Well, maybe maybe he's turned a corner. I, I hope so, because he's got so much potential. And he's yeah. only 23. He's so good. So good. And, mm. you know, they're trying to put a team around him. You know, let's talk about it. Um, they decided to re-sign Drew Holiday to – I don't even want to describe the deal. It's a lot of money. <laughs> um, yeah, man, I'll start. 
I have no clue what they're doing. <laughs> um, Drew Holiday, like Anthony Davis, can't stay healthy. And to be honest, if he can stay healthy, what are you getting? A top 20 point guard? Uh, he could sneak into the bottom top 15. Mm. I don't know if I'm willing to pay that money for that. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to say I hate the move. Um, mm, okay. Yeah, I hate the move. For that amount, they locked him in. Not only did they lock him in with the you know they, the $129 million, but for five years, and he's like you said, he's had – Injury history. Um, glad to, to hear. I, I believe his wife is doing okay, but she had an issue last year that kept him out of right. a, of several games. And you know, things happen. People have to take care of their families, so I definitely understand that. Hope she's doing okay. But um, I feel like at that price, just we were just talking about Jeff Teague. The Timberwolves signed him for three years and sixty million. Yes. So at the very least. There were other point guard options. I know George Hill signed with uh, Sacramento. Yep. I don't know the details of his um, contract, but there were plenty of point guards who were basically you know, doing the same thing as uh, Drew Holiday, but with better health. Maybe a, you know, give or take a few years older, but you could have signed them instead of like a five-year deal, maybe a, a two- or three-year deal, kind of like the Timberwolves did, and you would have got the same thing. So I, I really hate the move, actually. Yeah, um, I'm looking at it now. Drew Holiday hasn't played more than 70 games since he was in Philadelphia. Wow. Oh, man. Um, mm. Since he's been in New Orleans, he's played 34 games one season, 40, 65, and then 67 last year. And last year he averaged about 15 points a game, around seven assists, one and a half steals. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. When you're trying to build around an Anthony Davis and a DeMarcus Cousins, and that's the point guard that you have, and now he locks up some, you know, some cap space too. Exactly. You can't even. <laughs> you, I, I, that, I really. The more we talk about it, like this move is really terrible in my opinion. Um, yeah. Um. I was on the fence because <laughs> I didn't understand it, but now I'm with you. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Just to sign up to lock up that much money in the Western Conference, you not beating uh, the top four teams in the conference. So you talking yeah. about if you get in the bottom half of the playoffs, you're getting smoked. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. They yeah. <laughs> you're playing um the San Antonio, you're playing Golden State, Minnesota, <clears throat> excuse me. Um <laughs> Houston. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Getting um, crushed. And you talking OKC? Who? Okay. Oh, I think OKC mm. was a fifth seed last year. Uh, they finished. They finished sixth. Okay, finished sixth with just Russell Westbrook on that team. Yep. Like, and yep. they just added Paul George. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you get in the bottom half, seventh, eighth seed. Man, you talking about a four game sweep? I'm an Atlanta Hawk fan. I know. You get to that seven eight seed with that same old team you've been trotting out there for years, and you're gonna get some. Yeah, uh, I don't. You know what? 
we don't people haven't talked about it much because they didn't make too much noise the pelicans but uh going forward i don't even like first off i really don't like the drew holiday signing i don't even like pairing cousins and davis i really don't really um, now, i like that yeah I, I feel like their games are too similar i, I don't think that the that they complement each other very well that part you are correct my only thing that I like about it is they there are two players who are similar who are a rarity in the NBA. Those hmm, two okay. are matchup nightmares probably against everybody. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I can see <laughs> that. But if you look at uh Memphis, how Memphis had Gasol and Randolph, mm-hmm. they played very well together because uh, Randolph had, you know, he worked on the mid-range and he started taking some more outside shots, but he had a mid-range, he had the post moves, and they both could pass the ball, the ball very well. Yep. Now, I know that um, Cousins and Davis both actually can pass the ball pretty well. My problem with their spacing is that I feel like both of them, neither one of them wants to be in the paint all that much. Cousins belongs in the paint. He's a a physical specimen um and i went to i watched the kings play about four or five games this year um i wasn't with him i i just i don't see it he doesn't have that like he's not the gritty get in the paint and and you know pound you down inside he he has his moments where he becomes a bully but he's not he's floating around the three-point line he's wanting to do everything with the ball he yeah. wants to dribble he wants to shoot I just I don't like it. I, I don't like that combination. He's not focused. <laughs> yeah. Um and, yeah. and that's a problem because he he can't drill down in a game. This is what my team needs me to do and let me do it. Right. He he just hasn't figured right. it out. Um and to be honest, I don't know if he's mature enough to ever figure it out. But I do Man. think it's good that he plays with Anthony Davis. Um, in case Cousins leaves and goes to, I don't know, a team like Washington and goes play with John Wall, I think those are mm. two good spots for him because I think he respects Anthony Davis and John Wall. He goes anywhere else and it's gonna be, it's gonna be Dwight Howard effect. Like he's just gonna clash <laughs> with people. <laughs> yeah, still, I'm still sour at Dwight for uh, how he messed up with LA. Uh, I'll never forgive him. <laughs> um, so we're gonna get ready to wrap up the off season. Let's talk. Let's talk a little Dwight Howard and the Atlanta Hawks. Um, they they signed them. We signed them last year. Next year we tra- shipped them out of there for kibbles and bits. Um, <laughs> I, I will apologize to you, Laker fans. A lot of uh, Laker fans, when we got Dwight Howard, was like, he's a cancer. And I'm like, well, he hasn't enjoyed the game of basketball since he left Orlando. I'm like, here in Atlanta, mm-hmm. this is a very fun-loving team. We laugh, You know, they, you often see that team laughing and joking. I think he fits. And he did at first. And then mm. the Dwight Howard that y'all talked about showed up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean. To watch him argue with my point guard in the middle of a game and that in the right we're, we're going against Golden State and we're arguing on the court and Steph Curry just runs over hit a three pointer it made me sick to my stomach. 
And don't get me wrong. Well, my point guard, Dennis Schroeder, is not fully mature yet. But Dwight Howard should be smart enough to know this ain't the time or place. Right, right. Um, I don't know. Dwight, man. Dwight, Dwight, man. I He has confused me for a long time. Um, I personally, I can't lie and say that I wasn't, you know, excited when we first acquired Dwight, uh, Lakers, that is. Um, but I will say this, and this is, in all honesty, I wish I could, I might be able to go back and, like, bump one of my posts from, on Facebook. I definitely said that uh, at the time I felt Andrew Bynum was better than Dwight. And uh, I would stand by that. I don't think that we ever should have acquired Dwight over Andrew Bynum. Um, and then he proved that he can't play in a big market with all eyes on him. Uh, he had true. too many issues going on. Go to Atlanta and you still have the same issues. And that's his hometown. Now, don't get so, me wrong. I will say this year what he offered Atlanta was exactly what Atlanta needed. You needed a post presence defensively and rebounding, which we hadn't had for a long time. That is why mm. we were so difficult against Cleveland, because we had a center that could pr- completely take over the paint away from Tristan Thompson and anybody else that decided to step in the paint. But mm. everything that comes with his play, I was just like, yeah. I don't want it. Now I get what y'all <laughs> complaining about. Yep. yep. Houston, I'm not giving yeah. them a pass. I mean, James Harden was being, you know, whatever you want to call it, and he was being a jerk. So I understood Dwight in that situation. But with mm. the Lakers, I just thought you guys were misunderstood, and I was wrong. I apologize. I apologize to all the <laughs> Laker fans who tried to tell me. Um. Man. You know, you guys are wrong. I ain't gonna lie. You guys are wrong about what he would give to Atlanta because he produced mm. points, rebounds, blocks. We needed it. Well, not even points, rebounds, blocks. But man, the stuff that came with it, the immaturity, the. And somebody made an excellent point on social media. You know, when a player goes to another team, you often get players just like congratulations. Nobody from the Hawks mm-hmm. said anything to Dwight Howard. Oh wow! Nobody. That's pretty big. Wow. I think that was huge too. Mm. And now it's coming yeah. out that he was clashing in the locker room. He was clashing with coaching, asking for more touches. Hey, guess what, Dwight? You don't have no post moves. What you want touches for? <laughs> oh man! Well, see, I don't know if you remember this, but after he left uh, Orlando. There was a this thing. I don't know if it was on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, but he basically was saying that he didn't have he, that he took a bunch of bums, and th- those were his words. That he took a bunch of bums to the NBA Finals, and wow. I, yeah, I specifically remember Rashard Lewis and I think Jameer Nelson. I know it was Rashard Lewis, but I think Jameer Nelson too. Kind of like they were they were basically they were offended. They took the high road. They didn't uh, you know call him out. But they said it's crazy how somebody can turn their back on you after being, you know, playing on the same team with you for like eight years or whatever. Right. So that that tells you a little bit about Dwight Howard's char- character right there, anyway. Yeah. So, um, let's touch on another quick one, and then we'll um, get ready to wrap the show up. Um, Kyle Lowry resigned with Toronto. Serge Ibaka mm. resigned with Toronto. I can already tell you, I don't know what they're doing. 
<laughs> so uh, what did the last two years not prove to you? You cannot beat Cleveland. I, I, I don't I don't know what they're doing. No clue. They're going to trot back out the exact same team. Yeah, just more expensive. Um, <laughs> um, for them, I actually am going to say I like the move. And the reason why Toronto has been irrelevant for years past, since basically since uh, Vince Carter days. Vince, yeah, Vince days. Carter Tracy. Um, yeah. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Chris Bosh. I didn't mean to disrespect Chris Bosh like that. No, yeah, Chris, that's right. That's right. But no, they still weren't. They they weren't good when they had Chris Bosh. Um, <laughs> or they weren't. You know, they were like a 41-42 win team. I, I don't remember their best record while he was there, but they weren't great. That's true. Um, I feel like the reason I say I like it, I don't like the amount that they paid either of these players, but I definitely feel like um, I like the move for them because it kept them from regressing. Because let's face it, mm. they're they're okay. as good as they're going to get, and they can still put some. Uh, look, this is a team that just went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Granted, it may have been, uh, or, or or no, wait, I'm sorry, did they beat? They beat. Yeah, they uh, went to Eastern Conference no. Finals the year before last. Okay, when did and Boston made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year? Right. Correct. Okay, so they they were a couple games away from the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. It, this is a team. That they're like confusingly decent. <laughs> they they uh they have the potential. Well, they, they don't have a whole lot of potential because these guys are getting older. Lowry's in his thirties. Um, yep. Serge Ibaka will be thirty this year, I think. And uh, DeRozan is like twenty eight, twenty nine. Um, I like Valanciunas. He's a you know a young guy, yep. but they didn't regress, and they're keeping basketball in Toronto somewhat relevant. So I, I like the move for them. I guess I I guess I don't like it and and this will be the final point on the offseason. I don't like it because it reminds me of what Atlanta did. You don't mm-hmm. want to lock in a team that becomes stagnant. The one thing I like mm-hmm. about what Atlanta's doing over the last couple of years is I know a lot of people are complaining about y'all let everybody go. Hey, guess what? We got to change if we can't beat Cleveland. You have mm-hmm. to. You can't try it out the same team. You just cannot, or else, I mean, we we getting ready to see Oklahoma City, Cleveland Part Four, because I don't know anybody yeah. in the East that can stand up to Cleveland, and Cleveland's not even that good as they were last year. Yeah, but here here's the thing: I, if I could just add this part, um, you know, there's speculation that LeBron might be. He pretty much it seems like his his foot's out the door uh, yeah. for after next season. Yeah, if LeBron heads out west, the East is wide open, Ooh, and let's okay. say, let's say Toronto didn't re-sign those two. Now, with a wide open East, you've taken a step back. While everybody else has at least not everybody, but some of the teams in the East have at least you know stayed where they were. Or you've got the the Celtics trying to take the foothold. They're they're getting ready to to take hold of the East, if, especially if Cleveland, if LeBron leaves Cleveland and heads out west, as the speculation might be. The East is definitely wide open. Now you got you got Washington and you have the Celtics, yeah. who are both primed to take the the East. If if Toronto loses Lowry and Serge, they're not they're not even competing with those two teams okay. at all. That's a good point. 
That's a good point. Yeah, if if LeBron leaves, Cleveland shatters, and then who steps up next? But me personally, I don't think LeBron's leaving the East. He likes that easy road to the finals. <laughs> uh, is that a shot at LeBron? Yes. But anyway, let's move on. <laughs> um, I'll end the offseason talk, talking about Paul Millsap. Um, for all you Atlanta Hawks fans that are upset at Paul Millsap for leaving, shut up. <laughs> he deserved every dime of this $90 million contract. Deserves every wow. bit. He's been underpaid for a while. In Utah, he was wow. underutilized. He showed his true colors in Atlanta. Thank you for everything you gave us. But we don't need your contract here. We can't beat LeBron <laughs> with you. So I'd rather lose to LeBron without you. <laughs> that That's just wow. true. That's just true. I love Paul Millsap. Um, I know we're in danger of missing the playoffs for the first time in a very long time, but mm. we couldn't we couldn't be on the hook for another thirty million a year. We just couldn't. Mm. It wouldn't have made sense. I, I gotta agree. I gotta agree, especially at his age. Exactly, and, and as as much as I know, he don't have a lot of mileage on him. Signing a player at that much, it doesn't do anything for Atlanta. We've made the playoffs. We made the playoffs so much that Atlanta doesn't care when we make the playoffs. Because we like, <laughs> well, nothing going to happen. You know, we haven't had excitement wow. since that 60-win team. That's just the wow. truth. Wow. But I yeah. want to say thank you, yeah. Paul Millsap. I appreciate you. I hope you have a lot of success in, in Denver. But I'm glad you're not here. Not with that contract. <laughs> yeah, I got to um, agree. Got to agree. Let's quickly go to our rank them segment where um, we decided we would do the top five point guards in the NBA. Of course, you know, we always want to create criteria for the ranking. Um, I'll go first. Uh, first, I always ask a question because there's always one player that's like on the fence. Do you, BG, have James Harden as a point guard? Uh I've been in multiple basketball chats, and I've been arguing up and down that he is not a point guard. Okay. I, I don't rank him as a point guard. Uh, I know Mike D'Antoni said he's a point guard and all of that, but I just think that he's a two handling the ball a lot because at the time they didn't have a true point. You know, they didn't have a point guard that's uh, a point guard that was a facilitator in Beverly. So, personally, no, I don't count him as a point guard. Okay, that's fair. All right, so my ranking or my criteria is you have to be able to run the offense and run the defense. You have mm. to have defensive prowess. Um, you should be able to create offense for your teammates, have ball handling, pause, um, <laughs> passing ability and court vision, uh, efficiency with scoring, so shooting and finishing at the rim, and you have to have good decision-making. So I got those seven uh, criteria. And with that, uh, I ranked them like this. I have Steph Curry, number one. Chris mm. Paul, number two. As much hate as I give him. Wow. Westbrook <laughs> at number three. Mm. Mike Connolly at number four. What? <laughs> and John Whoa. Wall at number five. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh. Mm. So let me have it. Conley at you said four Conley? 
Yeah, I had Conley at four. So wait, you're you're telling me you got Conley over John Wall as a point yes. guard? And the only reason is because I can't trust John Wall's shot. Oh man, he, so <laughs> I can't trust him. I can't trust him to bust eighteen points a game. I can't trust him to do it. Wow, wow. Okay, and and who'd you say was number two? I I, remember you, I know you said Curry was one. I, that's number two. I, I have I, Chris I Paul. Um, I debated between Man. him and Westbrook, but I wow. think Chris I think Chris Paul's ball handling is better than Westbrook's. Wow, that was that was the deciding okay. factor for me. Okay, so God, man, I just I can't. The most of your list I can get with the order I think is way off, <laughs> but <laughs> Mike Conley is sticking out like a sore thumb to me. There is no way I don't have him in my top five at all. Um, well, let me say, I, this. and I I didn't want to put Mike Conley there when okay. I started putting everybody. I was like, can I put Mike? Can I put Damian Lillard above Mike Conley? No. Whoa. No, I can't. No. What does he do outside of score? Uh, Do he make his his teammates better? (laughs) He can run an offense. Uh, Look what he's had to work with the last few years. I mean, him and LaMarcus all just couldn't play together. And if I'm being (sighs) honest... Uh, CJ, um, God, what is his last name? Uh, McCollum. Yeah, CJ McCollum. He just gets his. He gets his on his own. It's not mm, like Damian Lillard okay. sets him up. So yeah, okay, okay, I, I can, I can, I can give you that one, or I can agree with that one. Man, look, I got to tell you, I got John Wall at number one uh, as ooh, the NBA point guard. <laughs> I think he's the best. Um, he's a pure point guard. And we're talking. If you're going by a guy that had that for your criteria, um, that does all seven and will play, de- including playing defense. And he, I, I can't say he's a necessarily necessarily a lockdown defender, but he's he's a great defender. He might be good. the best defensive starting point guard. Um, outside of a, I guess I want to say like a Pat Beverly. Um, I agree. I, I totally he, agree with that. He, he's a great passer. He can rebound. He does everything. Maybe he doesn't have the best shot, but he can give you some offense too. And he's clutch. Um, well, uh, yeah. okay. Uh, yeah, I got, <laughs> I forgot about game seven uh, or six, whatever the fi- the elimination yeah. game was against Boston when he disappeared um, in, in the fourth quarter. But the game before that, he hit some clutch shots. He hit a clutch three, which I even when I'm watching the game, and I, to your point, I'm watching the game like, man, why is he shooting this? And it, and it went in. So I got John Wall number one. Um, wow. I for okay. most of <laughs> most of last year, I had Westbrook at one, but team come playoffs, I not that he went down, but Steph Curry was on a whole different level, and of course. He had KD there, so yeah. I got Curry at Curry at two, Westbrook at three, um, four and five. I'm a little sketchy. Um, I know you you won't agree with this. I actually have I got <laughs> I got Kyrie at four. 
Oh um, God! I knew you was gonna say that. <laughs> I I just we're we're talking modern day point guards. There's not a lot of true pass first point guards. So That's out true. of the scoring type, I got him at four, and then at five, I actually do have my boy Damian Lillard at five. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I just I can't put I can't put Lillard above Conley. I just can't do it. Um, <laughs> now Kyrie, this is interesting. Kyrie is so good, especially at ISO, like ball mm-hmm. handling, shooting. Um, I actually think he makes good decisions. He just doesn't get the credit for it. Um, mm. But as far as if that if Cleveland has to run their offense through Kyrie, they're not that good. Mm, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I do think he can set up his teammates. We just never saw him in that position with talented teammates. Like before LeBron got there, he had nobody. Yeah, no. So I can't I can't say whether or not he could create offense. So I actually understand why he's at four. Because the potential is still there. Like, we actually, I don't know if we've ever seen the best that Kyrie has. Mm. But mm. that defense, that boy is Ole. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and out of the, the ones I named, I think he's the worst defender. Actually, Lillard, Lillard's pretty bad, too. Um, Lillard's pretty but bad. But he tried. Too, yeah. I just think he's just not good at it. I don't think Kyrie tries very much because mm. when he does, I think when he does, uh, he's pretty. He's at least decent. If you remember last, what whatever year it was uh, when he got hurt um, in the finals, he was strapping up on 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 uh, Steph before he got hurt. He was hustling. He was hustling. So, and you know what? You uh, make a good point because in in Duke, Kyrie actually played defense. He hustled on defense for that, what, two games that we watched? Ten games? <laughs> but I saw him play. I saw him play defense. Um, okay. Maybe the I, – I don't I don't know. It's hard to ISO score that much and play defense. That's just difficult. I've only seen one person be able to really do it, and that's Kobe. I, I don't mm. know anybody else that's able to play the level of defense that's necessary and just completely be an ISO scorer. I just don't mm. see LeBron. Yeah, it takes it. it. It takes too much energy on both sides exactly. to do both all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was a fair. I thought that was a fair list. Notable names that we didn't include was Isaiah Thomas. Yep. Um, actually, I thought we bring we yeah. brought up everybody else. Isaiah Thomas is a okay. notable name that wasn't included. What about a uh, Kimball Walker? I don't I don't rank him in the top anywhere near top five, but uh, I think he's a notable too that doesn't get the love that he deserves. Yeah, I like Kimball Walker. I liked him ever since UConn. Um, I actually I told somebody somebody disagreed with me. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie, everybody disagreed with me. But I said that <laughs> Kimball Walker was a good fit with Dwight Howard in the pick and roll. They will be very good for each other in the pick and roll. Outside of that, I don't uh. Um, I'm going to disagree anyway because I can't stand Dwight. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but, yeah, I love Kimball Walker. I think he's a really good player. I think he's up and coming. 
Um, another up and coming player that I really like is Alfred Payton. I really like him uh, mm, and his mm-hmm. play. Um, yeah, I like and, him you too. know, I may be biased, but I really like what Dennis Schroeder showed me in the playoffs. Uh, we haven't had a player to do more in the playoffs than in the regular season in a long time. And he actually did it against John Wall. Yeah, until uh, he irritated John Wall with his tweets or Instagram, whatever it was he did to John Wall. (laughs) John Wall proceeded to bust his tail for like... Yes. What did he he drop, like 45, 50? I I don't even know the amount of points. I just remember him dunking on him and, and staring at him. Yeah. That that last game of that series, like, and Dennis Schroeder was having a really good game. It's that John Wall just went completely unconscious, and it it, it, it got yeah. bad. it got real bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, right, it was clear, clearly personal. But. All right, man, good list. Uh, I'll put the list out um, this week. I think there'll be a lot of discussion over that one. Um, to end the show, <laughs> we always end with our man law violation segment where we like to hold men accountable. Um, making their second appearance on my show, Derek Fisher, <laughs> Matt Barnes. So uh, in the most recent incident, Derek Fisher totaled a Cadillac Escalade when he hit a guardrail and flipped it. The problem was that SUV was registered to Matt Barnes, who is, of course, mm. his Gloria Govan's ex. Mm. Um, at that, Fisher was arrested for DUI on top of that. So... I have to ask, is it against man law? Well, first of all, did Derek Fisher violate man law by driving this vehicle? Yes, flat out. I told you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's no question. The man, first off, it's not. we're not talking average guys that maybe can't afford vehicles and stuff like that. We're talking NBA players. Why are you driving your is, – is, is Gloria Govan, is she his girlfriend? Or, yes, or, uh, that's his girlfriend. Okay, so you drive. All right, I guess you know, boyfriend girlfriend. They 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 share cars or, or whatever. But it's registered from another man. It was a gift from another man, and you're driving it. And uh, man law violation. I totally agree. Um, so the main question was: Is it against man law to partake of gifts that your girlfriend's or wife's ex gave to them? I Ooh. I can already tell you right now. That's a man law violation. <laughs> My wife can tell you right now. I've even told her. We just recently bought a house. I told mm. her, I said, something happens to me and you get another guy. I don't have a problem with that. He can't live in the house. Y'all need to sell the house. You can take the money. You can get another <laughs> house. But y'all cannot live in this house together. Mm. Period. You sell my truck. He cannot drive my truck. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going with a heavy yes on that. Also, um, I don't want I personally wouldn't even want anything from, you know, from my wife, any of my wife's ex or anything like that. So I'm not taking if any man, I don't think he should be taking anything from another from his uh, girlfriend or a wife or anybody. Uh, their 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 ex. I don't know, especially not a gift or anything like that. No way. Yeah, um, <laughs> Derek Fisher and Matt Barnes have already had issues. Yeah, why are you driving my vehicle? Why? Because it's still mine. Yeah, yeah. 
And I know I don't know if you've discussed it before, but I just had to real quick say also I think Matt Barnes was in a slight violation of man law by driving what I think it was nine hours to Derek Fisher's house. He did to address the situation. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to figure out what man I know. Well, all right, I'm not going to generalize about women, but what man can stay mad for nine a nine hour drive? That's Ooh, the part that. Well, I don't. Me, so <laughs> I don't know because. He said that he left because his kids FaceTime him and were complaining about the whole situation. But mm. I'm with you. No man stays mad for a whole nine hours. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm going man man law violation on both parts, on both of them. <laughs> oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, men don't stay long <laughs> mad for that long. Give us give us two hours three hours at the most and we over it yeah yeah oh man yeah, so uh, yes Derek Fisher <laughs> you are in violation of man law I don't know why you drove that man vehicle at that you totaled it at that you were drunk mm. doing it mm. if Matt Barnes mm. want to come see you I have zero problems with it to be honest <laughs> I, I'm with you <laughs> <laughs> zero Next time he better take a flight, not not a nine hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh All right, man, man. Uh, this was an excellent show, man. I appreciate you so much for coming on, man. I, I have a lot of insight. You actually gave me a lot of things to think about with some teams. But um, uh, do you have anything in the social media you want to plug where people can find you? Anything like that? Um. Uh, not necessarily. I, I do want to uh, take this one quick second to give a shout out to my cousin. Uh, he's a uh, Malachi Richardson. He's on the uh, Sacramento Kings. Um, yeah, drafted last year, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, played at Syracuse. Um, I hope that I don't know what the Kings that organization uh, has a lot going on. Um, so I yes, hope that he can basically. I <laughs> I just hope he gets his shot at playing time. I don't. Not saying he don't have to have anything given to him, so I hope he does well. I hope their season goes isn't crazy. I don't think they're going to make too much noise, but you know, give them a chance. They got a lot of young guys, and I hope that they can uh, gel. So I'll give a shout out to to the Sacramento Kings, even though I'm a Lakers fan, and to my cousin. Yo, that's that's big. I actually think um, he's in a prime position because when you're with a team that's rebuilding, all you got to do is show out, and you can solidify mm. a spot. You know, yeah. it, it's it's toss up. Like they don't have a lot of wings with his athleticism there in, in Sacramento, unless I'm missing somebody. Buddy Hill uh, no, doesn't even no. have that level of athleticism. Nope. So yeah, nope. well, I was I I'm not gonna lie. I was getting nervous when I saw that they offered a uh, Otto Porter that spreadsheet, oh. but um, I believe <laughs> Washington is expected to match, and I think. I think he even signed something with uh, the Nets from unless that was a false report, but okay. So yeah, he uh, he's out of the water with that one. Uh, we'll see. You know, the, the hopefully the opportunity is there. That's all he needs. Um, exactly. That's all you know. A lot of guys need anyway. So you got to just capitalize on it. Totally agree. All right, man. This is our show. Uh, you know, you can find me at the number four HF Advantage on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, search for us on Facebook. Uh, we'll be back again. I can't wait for football season. Uh, you know, go Cowboys. We just, okay. Now we finna end the show. Uh, that, that, that did it right there.
<laughs> but again, thank you, BG, for coming on to the show. Um, My we have been Bro, rivals. We have been rivals before. Uh, I learned to respect your game on field and and talking basketball. So much respect to you. Thanks for having me, bro. All right, man. We'll catch y'all on the next one. Again, this is a podcast for Home Field Advantage.